Welcome to the Joy Luck Book Club, a multi-generational read-through of Amy Tan's novel, The Joy Luck Club, um, hosted by a Chinese-American mother and her two daughters. Um, so this week, we're looking at the second section of the novel, The 26 Malignant Gates. Um, I am the older daughter, Ray. I'm uh, Amy. I'm the younger daughter. I'm the mother. My name is Ray Bai. Yep. So, um, moving on, the second part of the novel, The 26 Malignant Gates, is, you know, it it has a change of uh, perspective. So, it's from the daughters instead of uh, the mothers, except for Jingmei, because Su Yun, she's not in the, the novel at all. Um, what do you two think of that sort of absence? You know, she's, we never hear stories from her perspective. So what do you think about that choice, Amy? I mean, it just like presents death as a sort of obstacle from being able to get in her head. And we just get Suyin, the story, mm-hmm. instead of like her as a person. Yeah. So... We just have to, we are reliant on memory, even though it's not entirely, like, reliable in something that the aunties were, like, rather afraid of not even having as unreliable as it is. Just, like, calling back to the first section where they were, like, so desperate for her, um, Suyin's daughter to pass on any stories Mm -hmm. uh, to her sisters. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Jingmei, even though she was very close to her mother, you know, she's she has pretty strong feelings, both positive and negative, right? Mm. Um, Mom, what did you think of Jingmei's sort of, and Suyun's relationship? I think from this part of the book, it's kind of tense. It's uh, the mom pushed the daughter to play the piano, and uh, Jingmei was really not uh, deal the pressure very well so she's kind of show the typical rebellion and mm. she uh, fight back to her mom in a really insensible way yeah yeah and of course like it's not just the sort of pressure possibly but also uh, i feel like she wasn't really prepared to handle uh, failure super mm. well, right? Because she messes up at a piano recital and then just, you know, kind of embarrasses uh, herself and her mom. And then um, it's afterwards that we start having issues with uh, piano practice. Yeah, to me, it was like failure not on her own terms that she didn't want to handle, that she couldn't deal with because even before that she was just like she was kind of determined to not be extraordinary Mm -hmm. especially with that scene where she was like counting all the bellows of the ships to see like how long it would take for her mother to give up on her Mm -hmm. yeah i think she's she definitely has that fear you know of being disappointing uh you know to her mom's standards and then sort of her own internalized standards I, I think there's another problem here. It's like she doesn't really love to play the mm. piano. Yeah. I think she doesn't have that motivation. Otherwise, she yeah. don't even need her mom to push her. That's yeah. the main problem. Yeah. And 
I, I, in part, I think it's because of her sort of jealousy of Waverly, because Waverly is, you know, that chess prodigy that got a magazine cover, mm. and um, I, I'm sure that Su Yun and Lindo were just comparing their kids during their Mahjong games. <laughs> like, you know, you don't see it, but it probably happened. <laughs> Right, mom. Yeah, you, I, you do I talk about that. us with your friends. Not, not like, but uh, you know, it's not, it's not atypical for Chinese American parents to be really proud of you know their children's academic um, achievements. Um, yeah, but in addition to you know the scenes with Su Yun. Um, but we we actually do see inside of Waverly and Lindo's relationship as well, right? Because it's not all perfect, even though she's this, you know, chess prodigy, right? Yeah, there was that part where she almost saw, like, chess as the metaphor of her, her anxiety and her mother, like, closing in on her. Mm-hmm. And wasn't... So why do we think that Waverly feels so much pressure, even though she was actually doing quite well as a sort of, you know, chess player? Wasn't it after, like, her mother started, like, bragging a lot about, like, Mm -hmm. her ability to people, even to the point where she's like, stop introducing me as, like, your daughter or something on the street? Mm -hmm. And I think even though she was, you know, really achieving a lot, it, it was kind of lonely because you know her 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 brothers and her weren't as close as they were before, mm. um, and uh, I think you know her get being given a lot of special privileges because mm. she was a you know chess champion. Uh, it kind of made them like resent her a little bit. So, what do you think of mom? What do you think of the parenting styles of you know Lindo and and Suyun? Yeah, this is unfortunately very typical Asian American or Chinese parents parenting style. They always try to like uh, push the kids, and uh, at that age they will go send the kids to swimming, tennis, play golf, or. Piano, of course, one of the instruments, either piano, violin, mm. or, or flute. Clarinet, uh, maybe. And also try to push kids uh, for play music. They always want them to uh, to try all the different competition and uh, go to the different school, like county or yeah. or state wide, uh, uh, try out for the for the band. Yeah. It's 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 very very typical. Chinese uh, parents, and I should say that specifically for you know our the area that uh, Amy and I grew up in Montgomery County, it's kind of like an academic mm. pressure cooker. Like uh, before I got my current full time job, I was tutoring um, SAT, and there were kids as young as middle school being sent to test prep. So. Um, even though, you know, we have a much more sort of, uh, working class, first generation, uh, you know, immigrant environment, uh, Jing Mei's mom, I think, cleaned houses, um, you had this sort of drive to really make sure they, like, are achieving well and, uh, achieving publicly. So, yeah, 
But when we sort of go to Anme Shu, they have like a very different sort of story than maybe uh, Waverly and Jean May. And so, so, so does um, Lena St. Clair. I think those two stories kind of bookend the uh, stories of, you know, tiger moms or four tiger moms and, uh, you know, their, their would-be child prod- prodigies. So what connects to kind of Lena and, uh, I think, Ro- Rose's stories? I think it was that the theme of loss, especially mm-hmm. when we're talking about, like, Lena's mom miscarrying and Rose with, like, how she lost her brother, presumably, like, drowned. Yeah. They, they just never found him. They w- yeah. went on a trip to the beach and they just, you know, lost him. Yeah. Uh, I think he was just, you know, what, he was like four at the time? I forget how young he yeah, was. Yeah, he was uh, being shoot. And mm. uh, they, they, you know, lost track of him. And he just sort of, I guess, wandered into the ocean. And Yeah. That that part was, it, it, it was difficult for me the first time I was reading it. And uh, I still think it's kind of difficult to, to look at it now. But um, during that portion, when we start looking at, uh, you know, the problem of um, the, the, the question of religion really comes into this. So uh, what do we think of how Tom writes about, you know, Christianity here? It started with, like, I forget if this is the earliest one, but, like, Lena's story... No, Rose's story had um, opened up with how her mother kept the Bible as a sort of, like, thing that she put underneath the table yeah. as, like, something she pretended wasn't there, but I it was still there. I think it was there. there also because, like, their table was wobbly and yeah. she was using it to prop it up, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, so she got, like, this white sort of uh, faux leather Bible, because um, mm. I think with all the families being recent immigrants, they kind of just, you know, were supported by the Chinese church, which, Mom, that was kind of true of our family, right? That is true. I think uh, I think both, both uh, uh, people who, even they went to the church, but they, uh, the understanding of what is the, the Bible is really superficial they just want to whenever they have problem they will pray they hope the god to help mm-hmm. it's not really understand what is really bible about so it's really practical pro- pragmatic mm-hmm. something like that so if they lost their child and they think the god didn't help so they just give up the the faith yeah. very easily so and, that's and i thought reason. it was interesting that um anime you know she throws a ring into the ocean, she throws tea into the ocean, so that's not really, you know, how Christians would Mm. sort of do this, but she's also really just motivated at that point by, you know, desperation Mm. and grief, because, like, one of the, you know, you you have stages of grief, you know, being, like, denial, bargaining, etc., and you see the whole family kind of go through that, um, and of course, um, Rose is is thinking about this when, you know, she's thinking about her failing marriage and kind of like blaming herself a lot, right? 
Yeah, that's too much burden on her because it's not her fault. Yeah, unfortunately, because she was she was fairly young when when being you know went missing and and died. Yeah, I think yeah. I was was looking at the scene. It's like she saw him just walk in there, and I think that just like led oh. to that sense of like guilt. Yeah, and you know sometimes I think they were just hallucinating later about you know being walking back mm. um, from from the ocean as well. Um, and with, um, with, you know, sorry, Rose's husband, Ted, she's, mm. at the beginning, she's just like, okay, like, she's, I think, reflecting on, you know, what made their marriage kind of fall apart, and, you know, what didn't work in their relationship, so... Ted, I, I'm assuming, like, Ted's from a sort of, I guess, typical 60s uh, well-to-do white family, mm. which, you know, him dating a uh, Chinese woman, I don't, I, I actually don't know when interracial marriage was legalized in the United yeah. States. Uh, let me just uh, actually look that up. It's Lina's Lin- husband is Ted. No, 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 no uh, I messed Rose's that up. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the the U.S., I'm like 1967. Yeah, loving versus all oh right, loving versus Virginia was 1967. So interracial marriage was like not legal for very long when this happened. So uh, Rose marries this white guy named Ted, uh, who's a doctor, and uh, before she marries, his mom is just like kind of racist to her yeah i think she was just like you know like we we oh we love you know minorities but also like watch yourself yeah i think she specifically said that she was quote-unquote like worried how it would impact his career that i'm like paraphrasing what she said but she's definitely said something about like being concerned for ted in that regard yeah and i mean you know this isn't the first evil mother-in-law we've seen in the book Mm. that was probably lindo's mother-in-law but at the same time, you have this very distinctly these these distinctly American challenges that you know the Chinese moms might or might not have you know envisioned for their kids. But yeah. you can't shield your kids from everything. Yeah, it is kind of interesting how this contrasts with like Lena's mom and dad. Though there are like other issues with mm-hmm. that one. Yeah, I feel. Is it okay to like bring that up? Like uh, uh, we can talk about that when when we get to okay, it. but yeah. um, yeah, I think with with Ted and Rose, it's just it's just you know we we see that Ted's career suffers when he has a malpractice mm. suit, um, and uh, he he thinks that you know he's she's just too passive or whatever which is also kind of a stereotype mm, on uh yeah. for, for chinese women right yeah yeah so oh yeah 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 uh i'm i found the part where ted's uh mom says to her um but ted was going to be in one of those professions where he would be judged by a different standard by patients and other doctors who might not be as understanding as the jordans were she said it was unfortunate the way the rest of the world was, how unpopular the Vietnamese war was. This is Jordan. I am not Vietnamese, I say softly, even though uh, I ha- was on the verge of shouting. And I have no intention of marrying your son. 
And then, like, Ted kind of blames her that that she didn't sort of stick up for herself more, even though it was his mom that was being racist. Mm. So, yeah. Um, So, yeah. So, what kind of a person do we think that Rose is is like in, you know, her life, her, um, and her social relationships? She does seem like the text pointed out that eventually, like, during her further along in the relationship with Ted, she just, like, whenever they made plans, she just kind of went along with, like, what he did. So she just seems like a big, like, follower type rather than someone who, like, initiates things. Well, you can say she's very flexible. She's uh, really accompanied other yeah. people. So maybe she's too relaxed on that. Then somehow Ted just... Get it back on her. It's kind yeah. of strange. Yeah. It's like, yeah, she did mention that like, she liked him because he didn't. He seemed like the opposite of her. Like, yeah. she may know to like, how she was attracted to his brashness. Mm-hmm. She initially found it like, like a strong personality. Yeah. And, and and one of the reasons that I think maybe we see the sort of the how she places her divorce with Ted with her brother is, you know, this is a moment where she was put in charge of something and she failed. Mm. And perhaps this is something that impacts how she makes decisions. Mm. So, uh, yeah, and, and in Lena's section, she notices a very difficult, you know, relationship between her neighbor's uh, mother and daughter. What did we think about that? Mom? That is a very interesting story because that uh, mother-daughter relationship is kind of strange yeah but it's kind of a strong tie and it's up and down so dramatically which is not usually happened during between the mother and daughter in chinese family i think well uh, i mean i think it's not to say it never happens but at the same time you have this kind of you have this this Italian family next Mm. door and Lena's just kind of you know comparing them right did the text say whether they were also an immigrant family or not I'm not sure but they were you know you know Italian Americans were sort of kind of other other otherized yeah uh, the the woman had kind of an accent um yeah so I think this this like really sort of you know made um made her sort of think about you know how her mother's troubles was something that you know she was kind of having trouble understanding Mm. so yeah but at the same time like the girl is a child the mother is an adult Mm. it's we, we still have this kind of power disparity so i get that they needed to like end it on a happy note for the chapter but i kind of think it ended like teresa and her mother's like sort of arc ended quickly because in my mind i feel like it's just like one moment of like happiness in a relationship that we see mostly characterized by a lot of strife so i don't see this ending like that neatly Yeah, I 
I, I think I think she just is at, at, at this impasse where she doesn't know how to talk to her mom because mm. her mom's gone through, you know, losing a baby. Yeah. There's... So. Lena's Lena's dad is is white, right? Yeah, yeah, and he just kind of doesn't really understand, you know, uh, yeah. Yin Yang's sort of culture. Yeah, it's like he, I think the text was like he talks for her a bunch of times, and it it also describes him like quote unquote saving her, which has some un- unfortunate like implications. It, it, yeah, well. I mean, she did flee uh, World War Two. There was that, but yeah. at the same time, like, the phrasing of it. Just, yeah. I feel like, just, like, tangentially, how they describe, like, Lena subsequently, it's really, like, different than the other girls, maybe because, like, her biracial status, like, mm-hmm. her Chinese eyes, and I was just, like, I don't know, it's, like, no other... All the other girls weren't given this much attention, and it just makes me f- feel like the her biracial identity is like being really like poked at and extra scrutinized. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I-, I think so because I think this kind of makes her sort of otherized by you know white people and by Chinese people because I think somebody was like, "Stop bothering that girl and her maid," so because they didn't think her mom was her mom. Mm. So. Um, so, uh, Mom, here, you know, we see a lot of time has passed since the first section of the book. Do you, do you, know, do you think there's any, you know, changes in sort of aging and how the moms communicate, how they talk, their personalities? Do you think there's a lot of, you know, changes you observed? I don't think uh, there was much change to me. It's just uh, I feel... They will develop different kind of personality when they came to United States. Some get more stronger. Some are more vulnerable. Mm-hmm. I just feel they they definitely, but completely change. I don't think so. Yeah. It's yeah. very hard for adults to change their personality, but the. They were changed by some dramatic events. Mm, that's yeah. for sure. Like uh, yeah. the mom lost the baby, then she has to isolate herself, mm. which is very sad. Yeah, and I think this this kind of distance, even though the daughters and the mothers are sort of still physically close to each other, it's uh, it's kind of like the, like all, all the daughters were like, "Can I actually understand her?" Which I think it's it's something that's a strong point in Amy Tan's writing, but then she kind of overuses it <laughs> because it's it's sometimes it can be hard, which is why I, I mixed up Lena and Rose earlier because yeah. I'm like okay, like both the, they they both have no idea how their moms are grieving, so but sometimes I feel like the writing kind of mixes up pl- like too many similar sounding plot points and events mm. so yeah but right now you know we still have some pieces missing from from the mom's stories of you know getting from China to America and uh, living in a different country so we will actually uh, look at that next time in section three uh, American translation
Do we have any other thoughts before we sign off? Not really from no. me. Well, um, as we we'd really like to thank our listeners for you know listening to our little family podcast project, um, and thank you again for you know supporting us on iTunes and Spotify. Uh, until next time, I'm Ray. I'm Amy. Bye bye. And this has been the Joy Look. <laughs>